Welcome to the Vicar Podcast, the podcast where legal insights meet the art of planning your legacy. I'm Lydia Vicar, Director of Vicar Law. Join me each episode as we unravel the complexities, share valuable tips, and empower you to navigate the path of estate planning and succession law in Queensland. We will hear from experts in the field and every now and then take a dive down an uncharted road. Let's embark on this journey together to ensure your future is safeguarded. This is the Vicar Podcast, where your peace of mind begins. Hi, and welcome back to the Vicar Podcast. I'm Lydia Vicar, Director of Vicar Law, and today I want to talk to you about the foundations of a solid will. So as I say, a will is not an estate plan, but it is kind of the central feature, you know, the the thing that we all aspire to, a great solid will, because it really does inform your estate planning as a whole. So in terms of the foundations of a solid will, uh, the way I want to talk to you about it today is really the way that I speak to my clients in terms of information and their wishes uh, when we're discussing their estate planning. So the first thing is getting a really good understanding of your asset and liability position. This really informs, you know, what your estate is, what specific gifts you might want to give people. We really need to look at your assets and liabilities. Sometimes what happens is the people come to me and they have a small business, but maybe not that small, but quite successful business. And a lot of their assets are tied up within the business. So they might have two cars, but they're owned by the company. They might have a property, a couple of investments, but they're actually owned by a family trust. And they might not realize the effect that that has on their personal estate planning because those items that aren't owned individually by the person aren't included in their estate in terms of their will. We definitely look at it in terms of succession planning for businesses and trusts and who will get control of those things if the person does pass away. But in terms of the estate and your will, those items aren't included. So a lot of people don't realize that. It's really important to consider. The other thing that people don't consider is probably the liquidity of their estate. So once you add in super and life insurance policies, people's estate are probably slightly larger than they had originally thought. And it's also the converse. Um, So you might have a million dollar property, but you've got a $900,000 loan. Okay. And that obviously diminishes your estate quite significantly. So it's super important to have a good understanding of an asset and liability position. I send a lovely questionnaire out to all my clients before we meet to discuss their estate planning. And quite frankly, it's pretty intrusive. It goes pretty deep down in terms of loans and bank accounts and credit cards and shares and life insurance and super. But unfortunately, we need to get into that detail because if I don't know all the facts, I can't provide you with the best solution. So the next thing I need to understand is family dynamics. Uber important. And what makes it even more important is the rise of what I like to call blended families. So that is where people are on to a second, third. I've even had people come to me onto their fifth marriages. (laughs) And they obviously have very different family dynamics. Okay, so under the Succession Act, when you get married, the children of your spouse are considered your children for the purpose of the Succession Act. 
where you have been married and that person has children and they then die, while you're still married, those people, those children are still considered your children in terms of this succession act. So it's really important to understand that kind of blended family dynamic. Also really important to understand your relationship with your children, your adult children, any special needs that your children might have, whether there are people that are financially dependent on you, okay? If you have concerns about way people manage money, it's a conversation to have. If you have concerns about any of your beneficiaries becoming bankrupt, definitely a conversation to have because that can affect your estate planning. The same when you have adult children and you're concerned about their relationships. This is kind of a taboo thing. I understand that, but it comes up quite often that people are worried about their adult children's marriages and protecting, you know, the asset base that they have created. And so it's really important to be open and honest and talk about these things so that we can come up with the best estate plan for you and to ensure maximum asset protection and protection of your legacy. Okay. So once we've gone through all those things, the next thing we look at are executors. So executors under your will, you can have up to four. They can act successively um, or jointly. What I usually find in couple situations is that they will have the spouse as the first executor and if they are unwilling or unable to act, then they can have um, backup executors. You can have one person or you can have joint. If you do go for joint executors, you need to really make sure that those people get along, that they're able to work together. Some people like the idea of joint because one uh, executor might have different you know, skills or characteristics to the other and they may complement each other. Um, it's also nice, I think, sometimes to not put the burden on one person because when you do, uh, you know, someone dies and we go through a state administration, it does take really one, you know, a minimum of one year and it can be longer if there are, you know, trusts under the will. So it's really important that you choose someone that you trust that will have some basic understanding of your estate and would be willing and able to carry out, you know, your wishes after you've passed. So that's the first thing we look at. The next thing we talk about is specific gifts. So it'll account for any specific gifts. Uh, people usually think jewelry. That's definitely one. I have lots of women in particular that want their wedding and engagement rings to go to a certain child or to a certain person. I've had all sorts of things, um, book collections, gun collections, vehicles. Um, You can do specific monetary gifts, charitable gifts. Uh, That's what we talk about in terms of specific gifts. Anything that has a value to you and you are particular in where you want it to go and who you want it to go to, let's definitely put it in the specific gifts. The next thing we talk about if you have minor children is guardians. So what we look for in a guardian, who you might want to choose, things you might want to consider. Something that you might want to consider is the age of your children, how many children you have. These all really impact on your decision about who is an appropriate guardian for your children. Okay. Then after we go through those things, we come to your residue estate. So what usually occurs when couples is that they residue estate goes to the surviving spouse. And then once the surviving spouse has passed away, it uh, goes to 
children, either directly or by way of testamentary trust, or there might be other people that you want to include. I find that for people um, that don't have children and don't have a spouse, it's a really difficult decision for them to make. What do they do with what they've built? You know, who is an appropriate person to go to? What is an appropriate split between parents and siblings, nieces and nephews? Those are all things that we can talk about. I can give you some real life examples of what my clients have done and what they've decided. Okay. There are many options available to you. Don't delay your estate planning because this is weighing on you. This is this who will my money go to? Who will my estate go to? It's so incredibly important that you talk to someone about your will and don't die without one because you've come you know, to this wall. Okay, this is something I'm happy to work with you. I'm happy to canvas ideas, do diagrams. There are a lot of options. So don't think just because you don't have a spouse, you don't have a children, you shouldn't have a will because you should definitely have a will. Okay. And the final thing I go through is really the business succession planning. So I find out what companies or trusts you might be involved in, what control you might have of those, you know, businesses or trusts and, you know, really talk to you about what might happen. What often comes up for people is that they have a very successful business and their children aren't necessarily working in the business now but might in the future. How do we account for that? Okay. Or conversely, where they're not in the business at all and there might be an employee or someone else that is heavily involved in the business. How do we sort that out? Okay. It's the same with trust we look at you know the controller of the trust we look at the beneficiaries um, a lot of people at the moment I'm finding want to change trust deeds to remove you know spouses of beneficiaries um, to be beneficiaries to ensure that bit of asset protection so those are all things we go to as part of your will okay one key thing that I'm not going to talk about in this podcast but I will in a future podcast is testamentary trusts what are they? What they mean? How can we put them in their estate planning? When should we use them? You know, those questions are coming up in a future podcast. And that is something that I definitely talk to my clients about when we're talking about their will. So those are the foundations of a solid will for me. Okay. Good executor. Make sure you've got your specific gifts accounted for. Guardians are important. What happens to your residue estate? And make sure that it all aligns with your business succession planning. If you are listening to this and thinking, oh God, I have not done that <laughs> in my will. My will is lacking. My will has not considered my businesses at all. It's definitely time to update your will. And at the same time, if you don't have a will, this is your sign to get one now. It is so incredibly important. I cannot emphasize enough why you need a will and why it's really important to look at your will in terms of your estate planning as a whole. I'll say it again, your will is not an estate plan. That's why you definitely need to talk to a lawyer about that and get that sorted. So if you're ready, pop on my website, www.vicarlaw.com.au. I'd be happy to go through the process with you, answer any curly questions you might have and delve down deep. I'm not a one appointment kind of gal. If you need multiple appointments, if you need to talk to me about things, I am available to you. 
I want to make sure that the estate plan that you walk out the door with is one that you're happy with, is one that you're not going to in six months want to change because you're unhappy with something or you didn't understand it. It's so important to me that my clients leave happy with the plan that they've chosen. So you can pop on my website, www.vicarlaw.com.au um, and feel free to send this podcast to your partner, to your friend, anyone you know that needs to update their will or to do a new will. This is the sign for them too. Um, so feel free to please subscribe to the Vicar Podcast, like it, review it, share it. So important. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next time. Thank you for joining us on another insightful episode of the Vicar Podcast. If you're ready to take the next step in securing your legacy, visit www.vicarlaw.com.au to book a free consultation with me, Lydia Vicar. Plus, don't forget to download our free guide to the five things you need to know about estate planning. Your future begins now and we're here to guide you every step of the way. Until next time, I'm Lydia Vicar signing off. The Vicar podcast comprises general information and does not serve as a substitute for professional advice. Prior to making any legal decisions, individuals are advised to seek independent professional guidance and assess the suitability of this information for their own individual goals and objectives.